With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome into another edition. It's been a minute of Improve Your Lie Golf Show. Uh, my name is Jason Puckett. Uh, every uh, episode, we're joined by Top 100 Golf Instructor, Golf Digest, Golf Magazine. Ladies and gentlemen, our own from Gig Harbor. You can find him down at Chambers Bay. Uh, it's the one and only Brian Mogg. You can follow him at Mogg Academy. MoggAcademy.com uh, is the website. He's got uh, other things that he's working on, and he joins us uh, here right now. And uh, Brian, we saw you, myself and Jim Moore, saw you in person at the, the Boeing Classic uh, last week. Um, how was the event? I know I know you weren't feeling all that well. You weren't playing 100%. Were you able to kind of grind through that? I, I mean, first off, what a great tournament. Um, it's just so special to come home and play in front of so many family and friends and to have absolutely everything about Boeing put on a first-class event. New tournament director did an awesome job and just met a whole lot of people there. They're great people. Made some great friends in the Pro-Am. The whole thing is just a great representation of the Seattle community and bringing golf back and, and you know having guys like Freddie come home and just be a part of that for me was just something crazy special and all that. Uh, you know, my little sob story is, is the Pro-Am Thursday night, I hit a tee shot and felt like someone stuck a knife in my back and it turned out I sprained a, a joint or something in my low back and um, awkward part was I wasn't 100%. And I got some good medication. The guys in the fitness van were unbelievable. You know, they got me as good as I could get. But first day was just really, really tough to play. And you feel like anything close to, a, to an A game was, was tough. And, you know, have it happen. I had to do anything before. It was just a crazy thing. And uh, it got better on, on Saturday and not too bad on Sunday. But, uh, scores were nowhere near what I thought I could play and was really looking forward to having a chance to not just play an event but compete and, you know in a top 10 or something position and to not play well was very very disappointing how do you when, when you go through an injury like that I mean it's obviously you know in the back of your mind I, I mean do you do you consciously subconsciously is there things that you do to, to change your swing to to you not swing as hard do you do you alter your swing I'm sure there's other people that are listening to this that have you know, dealt with some type of back stuff. So, you know, maybe do they try to compensate it all on how you well, swing and attack I, I, the golf ball? A couple, a couple, yeah, a couple of stories. I mean, a friend of mine's a doctor, and we managed to get a hold of him and track him down, and, and he got me a mineral dose pack, which is like a huge anti-inflammatory. It's like taking 50 to 100 Advil at one time, and I got that in me. And the pain by the time I teed off wasn't too bad, but unfortunately the side effect of all that is it leaves your hands jittery, and I couldn't feel the club the first day, and that was – just the bizarre feeling I've ever had. I, I couldn't feel the golf club. So if, if people ever have this issue, Metterol dose packs are phenomenal. They really do a good job of, of targeting the inflammation and getting the pain down to where it really wasn't that painful. But uh, my brother was out there with me and he showed me some videos from some of the shots I hit during the first day. And I was appalled how much I was hanging back and not getting through the shot. I didn't, I wasn't aware I was doing that. And, you know, the next day I made a conscious ever to do it and played really good on the second round. I think I probably hit 16 greens and 12 or 13 fairways and could have had a chance to shoot probably 65, 66, but my putter decided to only have one birdie putt go in from about eight to 10 feet all day. So score really was a shot even par. And then the last day I still felt a little off with my back and it's just, you know, just a frustrating situation. You want to represent the community and, 
play well in front of family and friends and just did not have a game. It's really sad because in the, in the pro-am, I, I walked off the fourth green and went, man, I feel good. I'm mm. really feeling like strong. And I hired a trainer for the last month. I've been working out with a trainer. My mobility felt great. Everything felt great. Just, I don't know. No idea why it happened and all that. It just couldn't have come at a worse time for me and all that. But all in all, it's still one of the elite events on the Champions Tour. I love so maybe probably 89% of the guys out there are my friends mm-hmm. and to be able to talk to them about here's my home and here's where we live and here's the mountains and here's the water. And you know, they're talking about where to go eat at cool Seattle restaurants or you know go to a Mariners game and just have the whole community be represented to my buddies. That means a lot because I want this area to be showcased and showcased well, because we just don't get that many golf opportunities up here. How, how much, um, you know, maybe on the practice area and, and all that, how, how much of the conversation of what's going on, you know, with the, the live tour and the PGA tour what, was a topic among those guys. I mean, obviously majority um, def- of them played on the PGA tour. Definitely was. I was on, on that same Thursday before I teed off. I was on the putting green for, you know, 30, 40 minutes before I went gone. And we had Joe Durant, Scott Dunlop, Woody Austin. I don't remember. You know, six, eight guys just kind of all around. And we all were talking about live and did not have one person say anything positive about live. Mm. And, um, you know, since even since the tournament's gotten more uglier, Patrick Reeves decided to file a lawsuit against mm. the tour and Brandel, and mm. it's, it's, it's a forever game changer. You can have a disagreement, but when you start trying to take it to a lawsuit, that's Patrick Reed's career reputation is finished, no matter how that suit ends up, right. whether he's right or wrong. That you, you've now crossed the line, and you're suing your friends. Do, so, do, you, do you think... You know, we don't know where all, like, where, well, we know where the PGA Tour stands. We, we think we know where the USGA stands. We think we know the RNA stands. And then, of course, Augusta National. They seem to all be aligned with one another. Do you think that you think Augusta does not allow these guys back, one, to even play in the tournament? Two, do they even allow people like Patrick Reed and Sergio and Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson to even come back for the Champions Dinner? Hey. Opinion, no, they will not be allowed to come back for Champions Center or play in the tournament. That's Augusta's an, Augusta's an invitational tournament. They are not beholden to the same criteria that the USGA and others are, and I think Augusta will play severely tough with their champions. And if they've switched over to live, then they're not going to be welcome to come back. Mm-hmm. That's that's my opinion. I don't factually know that, but I, from what I'm hearing and what I feel and what I think will happen, I think Augusta will be the the tightest line that they can. And I think the USGA, RNA, and the PGA won't play as hardball, but they're going to gradually just let the, the criteria for how you get in. Guys are not going to be able to get in. That's why the, the next big decision is going to come down is, you know, these lawsuits are starting to happen. It's now going to come down to world ranking points. Right. And if you can't get into world ranking points, you're, you're going to struggle to continue to stay in the top 50 or 100 whatever the criteria is to get in some of these majors. So, therefore, they're going to get cut back. And, you know, the, even in a weird statement here, playing in the 54-hole Boeing Classic, which was awesome and phenomenal, I've played in 72-hole tournaments my whole life. 72-holes is a much deeper representation for where the talent levels are at. So if you're going to have these young kids, 20, 20 25, 30-year-olds, and they're going to live, and it's only 54 holes, you are not going to get the deepest winners that you are on the PGA Tour. Right, right. 54 holes sounds sounds great. You know, I'm going to be home more often. I'm not going to have to play as much golf. I mean, I, I get that. That's attractive. But most of these guys are in their 40s. That's attractive. Mm-hmm. But you, 
Liv thinks that's their thing because that's what Liv, Liv is 54 in Latin. That's not enough holes to determine elite winners of major tests. I mean, the USGA tests you over 72 brutal holes of golf. You know, the Masters test you over 72 holes of pretty intricate, tough golf. And uh, Liv events, I think they're going to struggle if they remain at 54 holes. Uh, as everyone knows and, and follows you on Twitter at Mog Academy, and of course uh, you can plug please the the new uh, uh, virtual instructional website as well. Uh, you do these just fabulous golf lessons. I, I tell everyone we go over this all the time. There's 60 to 90 second videos, and they're great. They're to the point. They're easy to understand. They don't bog you down with a lot of uh, needless information, and they're just easy to follow. And they're simple, simple steps. Uh, what are you guys? I know you're on the course today. Uh, you're filming something. What What are you guys? working on uh today brian well i'm at chambers and it is absolutely spectacular uh, you know right next to the water usga just finished hosting the ladies amateur the golf course that you saw it on tv last week mm-hmm. and i was in the fitness van way too much last weekend but they had the <laughs> ladies am on and it just was so in chambers in just phenomenal fashion i had several students in the event they all came back just raving about everything about usga the quality of the course how good the greens were those kind of things one of my girls even played with the winner in the first two rounds of metal playing, raved about her, mm. just how good a player she is. But uh, you know, so we're out here shooting some video stuff, and specifically, it's right what we're doing right now is trying to get people to identify where their acceleration point is in their swing. I mean, you can swing like Bryce 120 miles an hour, but if your acceleration point is too early or too late, man, you can hit it miles offline. So it's about when your acceleration point is and where you get the the bottom of the snap of the swing going. And does that, does that change? Well, it sounds like how you just kind of set that up. Does that change for the individual? Well, it can. I mean, you, you know, every, you know, if you had to stereotype the average amateur certainly gets their acceleration from the time way too early. Right. Uh, I had some lessons this morning and I had one student that actually has too much hold of their angle. So they're actually having their hit way too late. I couldn't get the ball in the air. So that's rare to have that happen. Most everybody else is an early releaser, but in the big context of things, you know, it's almost like if you turn the club upside down and swing and where the whoosh is, you're trying to get that whoosh at or after impact. Right. You know, through, through or just after impact. So they, so for, for to kind of paint the picture for people, I would assume, where do you want the accelerate? Where's the ideal spot for uh, the acceleration, the fastest part of your club ball contact? Where, where is that, Brian? Well, from your back knee through impact to just pass the ball. Okay. So as your hands drop down to just kind of about thigh high coming down at that next moment here, that's when your arm speed's the most accelerated and that's when your front hips pushing off the ground and turning as hard as it can and your your legs are pushing, the clubs accelerating, and everything is just completely maxing out right then. And you know, that's when the whoosh noise comes out and your compression is at the right time. How do you not when when if I hear that and if I'm thinking this, I know others are thinking it as well, how do you steer away from just swinging too much you know trying to make that speed happen with your arms opposed to, to your lower body what, what what's a good thing to work on because you know i can see you know people doing a practice swing and it, it kind of feels that like it's more all all arms there at the bottom and trying to make that that swoosh sound uh maybe give some pointers on, on what uh, amateurs can work on so it's just not all hands and and arms well, the first thing is, is, as soon as you feel some pressure, and you know, and I felt it, you know, tighten up a little bit on certain shots, playing some quality last week. I mean, there's some pucker factor holes out there, are pretty good. And 
whether it's 14 and going for the green or just some of the longer par fours out there, tee shot on the fourth hole, you can feel that. And your tendency is when you tighten up, that's when you shorten up the arc of the swing. That's when you shorten up and make it just an arm swing. So mm-hmm. be aware that under under stress, under pressure, that bias, not just at the amateur level, even at the pro level, that bias can certainly come back out. So let's be aware that it's just going to happen at any time in the swing or any time within a round when you're feeling some stress, anxiety, and nerves and all that. The, the, the antidote when it's all said and done is to make sure you've got good breathing going on and good good uh, relaxation in your hands and arms. And the other thing would be really good would be like from a fitness standpoint, if you had a medicine ball, a, uh, a sandbag, and you had to kind of like throw it, mm-hmm. you'd, you'd make like a one-foot backswing. And as you go to throw it, that's what you're trying to feel like. You're trying to throw a medicine ball like into a wall to your side, to your, if you're right, to your left side, or a sandbag. You're trying to throw it down to the next person beside you. You've got to use your rear, your thighs, your hips. You've got to use all that. And the, the whole point of it is you throw it to your target direction. And if you throw it too early, you throw it and splashing it behind the ball. Mm-hmm. You got to get make sure you're throwing that med ball against the wall to your, to your left if you're a righty. That's the natural acceleration point. Just make it. It just sounds. Uh, it just sounds all so easy, really. When you just wow, when you explain it like that, <laughs> it's not. No, it's, it never is. Uh, it's not. It's oh, never. Right. Well, it, it never is. Um, hey, I I know. I I got one. More, that's a great one. And the, will that be put? Where will that? Um, is there something like that on your on your new virtual school virtual website that you, people can check out? I'm yep. sure there's probably yeah, multiple videos like that. There's like 250, 300 videos up, and each of those points, as well as a whole, I mean, everything else is covered on there. So yeah. it's it's all out there, and you know, I've had fun scrolling through things and going back from shooting it six months ago, going, oh, that's a pretty good tip right there. I don't know right. That. That's, that's some really good information. So yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. Plug plug the website again for people. Uh, BMVGA.com 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 check it out uh, uh, brian does just great work there hey w- one last one uh, for you um it's something that i struggle with and i'm just curious about and i know there's probably i i know what your answer is going to be uh, to a degree so you're like well it depends on the shot but i'm curious though is there is there one wedge that you lean on more around the green uh, other that more than others well the answer is yes and i have a uh my plug here my high toe tailor-made wedge which i absolutely love 58 degree uh i probably use that as much as any club around the greens but you know to me chipping is about more right brain creativity you know oh i gotta chip it over this hill oh i need to make it stop running down the hill and snoqualmie was a really really good test of that i had on sunday i had so many shots i think i was something like eight for nine getting the ball up and down around the greens and kept just barely missing edges and i had these cute little 25 foot chips off edges and pretty much use my my lob wedge the whole time but the point and really to answer your question is as a golfer you got to have a little creativity you got to kind of figure out okay i need to hit it this high land it about right here and it's going to run about this far mm-hmm. and then then my whole thought last week when it was was chipped to the pitcher in my head so i had this pitcher and i tried to hit the shot to the pitcher i was seeing in my head and i hit some had some really cool shots i got a horrible break on the eighth hole on sunday and i ended up short of the green and three and the pin's back left, so i got to go over the edge of the water, and I hit this low-skipping two-bounce check shot mm-hmm. to about five feet, and it was like, man, that's the shot I saw, and I just executed it perfectly, and the fairways were so tight there. It was a perfect 58 degree. Mm-hmm. And I can give you some other flop shots I hit where you know, I had to trust the loft a little more, but you want to be able to get, you know, even at a higher handicap level, you still want to see the shot. Mm-hmm. I saw, like I played in the prime with some really good guys, and 
man, the, the guys kept going, you know, square club face and the ball back in their stance and trying to hit a high soft shot. It's like, well, you got no chance at that. Long. Right. Right. I mean, at that point you've, you've you know, you've got to have the correct loft on the face. You've got to have the correct ability at the ball to slide the club under the ball to have any chance to stop it, especially as fast as like all these greens and firm as they were. You still open up your, you open up your 58 a little bit, or do you leave it like the normal kind of situation? I mean, yeah, yeah situation 58 degrees is a ton of loft. I mean, mm-hmm. that's plenty of loft, but I would say for Snoqualmie, I certainly had way more shots with added loft where I had it opened up because you had to pop it over a little hump or try and make it land fairly soft. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just fun to watch. You know, it's, I think you, you, so I find it, you know, getting in that conversation of which one to use, and then I kind of bog my mind down. And sometimes if I feel I just pick one and, and stay with that one, then it's uh, a little bit easier. And then you can be, you know, a little creative with where you put it in front of your stance, back of your stance, all that kind of stuff. So, all right, uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, the, plug the website one more time for us where you can check out all your new uh, virtual uh, videos for instruction. BMVGA.com. There he is, uh, Brian Mogg. Follow him on Twitter at Mogg Academy. Check out the new website. Follow all his uh, videos here. Uh, you've been listening to another edition of Improve Your Lie Golf Show. We'll talk to you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.